BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And good afternoon. Welcome to Crosstalk here on VCY America. Friends, we're going to have a very impactful half hour uh, here today, uh, a half hour speech in the midst of our program uh, that was delivered at the United Nations by the son of Hamas. Gave it uh, here just a couple of weeks ago. I'll have more information on that in just a moment, but you'll want to pay attention to listen to what he had to say. It's a warning. Well, also, uh, before I left the office last uh, at the end of last week, received some information from Chris Katolka at the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. And in light of the recent violence that's uh, taken place against Israel and also the increasing anti-Semitism that's occurring across the United States and growing, Uh, Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry is really calling on Christians nationwide to show their support for Israel and the Jewish people. And here's what they're requesting. They're requesting that Christians light a candle in their window at sundown on the first night of Hanukkah, which is this week, December the 7th. Again, they're asking for Christians across this land to light a candle in their window at sundown on the first night of Hanukkah, December 7th. That's sundown, uh, Thursday is the 7th. And to keep a candle lit through sundown on December the 15th, in honor to uh, show uh, uh, honor to the Jewish community, to stand in solidarity with Israel during this time of crisis. And uh, they indicate that a lit candle in every Christian home across America, December 7th through the 14th, will send an unmistakable message of hope and support to Israel during these difficult days. In just a moment, I'm going to provide you a website that they encourage you to download a sign, print it off, and affix it to your window right alongside near the candle. And uh, they have some signs that, with the, that has a Star of David. You can put it on an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper if it's in your printer and download it. But it's simply, they have two different ones that you can choose from. We Support Israel, that's uh, right in the Star of David, or Shining This Light for Israel. And if you go to uh, their site, which is foi.org forward slash shine, that's FOI, stands for Friends of Israel, foi.org forward slash shine, you'd be able to download this uh, this uh, little poster here as well. Again, it's a Star of David, and one of two sayings is, we support Israel or shining this light for Israel. And uh, let me give you that site one more time, foi.org forward shine, forward slash shine, okay? And uh, just wanted to pass that information on to you here as uh, Hanukkah gets underway this very week. We'll have more on that. Matter of fact, uh, this week we've got a couple programs coming up dealing with Israel. Pastor Jim Scudder from the um, uh, from the program In Grace, Quentin Road Baptist Church, just returned from Israel. He did a ride-along on an ambulance and, and went to see uh, where some of this trauma has been unfolding. He is going to be here Wednesday with the live report. And then also Thursday, Dr. Richard Schmidt's going to be joining us again with an update on Israel, current events, the war that's taking place, the threat against Israel, what Israel is doing, and also the prophetic implications of all of this as well. So don't miss uh, each and every day this week here on Crosstalk, and trust these will be a help and a blessing to you. Well, friends, um, looking at uh, CBNnews.com, it was two weeks ago today that Mossab Hassan Yosef, who is the son of the co-founder of Hamas, and that would be Sheikh Hassan Yosef, um, Mossab defected from this terrorist group in the late 1990s and began secretly working with Israel's security services to expose and to prevent several Hamas terrorist attacks. He's now 45 years old and is endeavoring to expose the true face of Hamas's genocidal death cult. And friends, right now we're starting to see uh, people forgetting what happened on October 7th, forgetting what the atrocities that took place, the, the barbaric murdering of, uh, of Israelites, of Jewish people, as Hamas's charter has vowed to eradicate Israel, to remove Israel from the face of the earth. 
Well, uh, Mossab, uh, he is the son of the co-founder of Hamas and defected from them, then began secretly working with Israel's security services. Now is exposing them. He see, I, he said this. I see lots of division and confusion, lots of hatred, lots of misinformation, and everybody speaks on behalf of the children and on behalf of the innocent. But I am not sure about their real intention. But today, he said, I can speak on the authority of a Palestinian child, someone who grew up in that culture. And so, friends, we're going to carve out the time on Crosstalk for you today to hear this message that he delivered at the United Nations delivered it two weeks ago today as he gave this warning in regard to Hamas. We're going to begin it, uh, begin this uh, speech here. It's going to continue into our next segment and a little bit in the segment thereafter, but it's important that you hear his message. And uh, I would encourage you to put away distractions so you can hear him in context of the message he had, a warning before the United Nations. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. Uh, Ambassador, thank you for having me and giving me this important uh, podium. Such a difficult situation. I see lots of division and confusion, lots of hatred, lots of misinformation. And uh, everybody speaks on behalf of the children and on behalf of the innocent. But I am not sure about their real intention. But today I can speak on the authority of a Palestinian child. Someone who grew up in that culture. Hamas' first crime against children in the Palestinian societies is not arming them or encouraging them to carry suicide bombing attacks. It's the religious, ideological indoctrination that I had to go through with one intention in mind, to annihilate the state of Israel. This is Hamas' primary goal. In this truth, there is no confusion. I speak as first-hand witness on Hamas and their intention. My father is one of the founders of Hamas movement. I was there when Hamas was born. I was before Hamas was born. And as I said before, I will be there after Hamas is dead. I am not a part of propaganda. I don't work for nobody. I only represent myself. And on this authority, I speak. So don't be mistaken. And take my words very carefully. Hamas is committing a crime against this generation and the next generations to come. So blaming Israel is not going to solve the problem. Imagine a 10-year-old child. When I disobeyed Hamas, I was tied up to a post. And I was whipped by Hamas' top leader. Top leader. And I don't want to mention his name because he's not worthy. With the electric cable. Every lash, I lost my breath. Until I lost my consciousness. My father was in prison at that time. And this leader thought that he was my mentor. This is Hamas discipline. This is how they wanted me to be. To become a violent savage like them. And 
the very basic intelligence of a child, when I felt that that was not natural, it wasn't, but I had still to go to the mosque to please my mother and please my father and obey this type of monsters. I hate to talk about my personal struggle. And I hate to be in a position to be at defense. He also don't like to be at defense. Because this is what Hamas did to Israel on October 7th. They put all of us at defense. But this doesn't mean that we are not going to win the war. Growing up in that society. Majority of the Palestinians blamed Israel. And as a child, I took it as a Quran. I took it as a holy scripture that Israel was our problem. But then as I grew up, I start identifying the enemy within. The religious authorities. The corrupt leaderships. Who basically did not care about children. They did not care about Palestinians. They still, still don't care about nobody but themselves. And the world has been empowering them against the pere, against the victims. This has to come to an end. Let's put my childhood on the side because maybe a child does not see things for what they are. Maybe I was very bad. I misbehaved myself as a child to deserve to be beaten up again and again and again by Hamas leaders. And some people say, is it a personal problem? Well, it is a personal problem. Do you have any problem with me having Hamas problem as a personal problem? It is a personal problem. And I swear I will not die before I see Hamas dead. Can I make this a goal to my life? You know, unlike many of the leaders who sit here and give Hamas legitimacy by not condemning them, if the entire world stand there and say otherwise, the child witness within will always be there. And nobody can deceive that child anymore. Then, as I grew up, I become the Hamas or the Islamic student movement president in our town. And I became part of the movement. We're going to pause right here, and we're going to continue this right after the break. We're listening to an address given two weeks ago by the son of Hamas. This is Mosab Hassan Yosef, and I gave this address before the United Nations. We'll be back in one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, author and seminar speaker with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, can you use ordinary things as a witness for creation? You certainly can, Chris. In fact, you can use an automobile or an airplane or a radio station or most design systems to witness to the design in creation. If a radio station needs a designer, then certainly things much more complicated, like life, need a designer. If you know anything about geology, you can use the road cuts through mountains to witness the Noah's Flood. You can see the strata, obviously laid down by moving water, and point out that these strata typically go for miles in every direction, maybe thousands of miles, speaking eloquently of widespread deposition due to water action. Yes, indeed, Chris. Creation and the flood are clearly seen from evidence all around us, and we can use them to witness to that back to Genesis truth. Thanks, Dr. Morris. For more information, you can find us on the web at www.icr.org.
listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Two weeks ago today, Mossab Hassan Yosef spoke before the United Nations. Uh, he's not just anybody, friends. He is the son of the co-founder of Hamas and comes with a warning. I mean, he knows what it was to have been beaten as a child. And uh, you heard that in the first segment there, but we're going to continue right with his address as he continued that. It's just out of the love for my father and our family, I had no other choice, which somehow led me to imprisonment. At the age of 18, just a few weeks after my 18th birthday, May 28th, 1996, my problem was not Israel who arrested me during that experience. It was Hamas again, but this time with a lot more brutality, a lot more pain than the pain I experienced on a personal level. In prison, Hamas tortured and killed hundreds of Palestinian prisoners. Hamas members, because Hamas had suspicion that they were collaborating with the State of Israel. I spent 16 months in that first arrest among Hamas leaders. What was called Al-Majd, Hamas security wing, for those who don't know, this division of Hamas. This security wing, they brutally tortured people putting needles under their fingernails, burning plastic on their bodies, putting off cigarettes in their skin. Screams of hundreds of prisoners over that period of time. How could I forget? And I don't wish for any of you to go through such experience to realize what type of monster we are dealing with. It's unfortunate that my father helped establish such an organization. And I don't mean to dishonor him. I love my father and I will always do. I'm not here to dishonor my people. I love my people. But I cannot believe how far Hamas was able to travel in this madness. And we could not stop them. After I was released from prison, I made very hard choices. And I don't have the time to go through all my motives. But yes, I had many motives. Many motives to fight against Hamas, and I still do. And nobody can get in my way. Not even the United Nations. So the choices I made were against any rational mind. I ended up working together with the Israeli intelligence for 10 years. We had a common goal. That goal was to stop suicide bombing attacks. Hamas, for those who don't know, or those who have short memory, many suicide bombing attacks during the 90s and the early 2000s. Dozens of suicide bombing attacks where a suicide bomber took an explosive built wind to inside a bus and blow himself up, killing all type of people, not only Israelis. Americans were killed. Europeans were killed. Other nationalities, including Israeli Arabs, including Muslims, Hamas did not differentiate. Take Hotel Park, for example, on a holiday, on the most sacred Jewish holiday, a suicide bomber going to the dinner, blow himself up, kill more than 30 people. Some Holocaust survivors died in that attack. Dolphinarium. Some teenagers having fun at the beach. 
Hamas suicide bomber killed about 18 and wounded dozens. Look up, see how many buses. It did not stop there. Hamas attacked the Hebrew University. Six Americans were killed in that attack. They targeted synagogues. They targeted everywhere. Knowing the Israeli retaliation, they invite violence. They love violence. Hamas, without chaos, cannot survive. It's their climate. This is where they thrive. When the peace process came, if you follow the history of Hamas and their development or their evolution, whatever you want to call it, Hamas, what sabotaged the peace process through suicide bombing attacks, And they don't have a vision. That's the problem. Because nobody can satisfy their ambition when they are waging a holy war. We're not talking about IRA. We're not talking about other political terrorist organizations that we can pressure them, bend them, bring them to the negotiating table. We are talking about a religious group that does not believe in political borders, that wants to annihilate an entire race in order to build an Islamic state. I don't know what else can be said about this group. And I don't know why it's not obvious to everybody that the United Nations fail to condemn them. Bunch of rapists. This is what they are. Lower than animal consciousness. So, I don't speak only on the authority of that child and someone who grew up in the Palestinian territory. I also speak on the authority of someone who has 10 years of experience in a counter-terrorism of the Israeli intelligence. It took us eight years to capture someone's by name, Ibrahim Hamid. This mass murderer. Eight years he hid in a small town of Ramallah, less than 20,000 people. It took us eight years to capture him. While he was sending suicide bombers every other day. It was a big nightmare to capture him. And you know now what they are doing? Why the hostage situation that we have in Gaza? They want him. He's on the top of the list to be released. Ibrahim Hamid. Remember his name. Look him up. They want mass murderers to go back to the street. And if you ask yourself, the guy that you saw earlier, Yahya Sinwar, with the child and the rifle, this guy was released just recently. Part of the prisoner exchange with Israel. When Israel had to release more than 1,000 Hamas members to return one Israeli soldier back to his mother. And Hamas had a taste to that. So they thought this time they can go and bring 200 hostages and more. So they can bring the only true democracy in the Middle East to its knees. This is why it's a very brutal war. For those who are in the intelligence communities, they understand the significance of this. And they know that Hamas, that Israel cannot release more Hamas terrorists. Because this guy, you saw, Yahya Sinwar, He's the mastermind behind the attacks on October 7th. And how can Israel afford or how can any of you validate or prove the release of mass murderers back to the street 
so they can carry a lot more terrorist attacks and hijack an entire society, use hundreds of thousands of people as human shields. Is this our way of solving the problem? We need the correct vision. First of all, we need to identify the origins of suffering, where it's coming from, where does it originate from. We need to identify the disease. Then we can provide the cure. Up to this point, we haven't identified the disease. And for those who know the problem, they don't have the courage to stand and say, we have a problem with Hamas. But most of us have our own calculations from Russia to China to the rest of the superpowers given Hamas cover. Hamas gave the attacks on October 7th as a birthday gift to Putin. For those who did not make the connection. And I don't want to go farther. Now nobody's talking about Ukraine, using Hamas as the wild card in the Middle East, igniting a religious war to just divert your attention somewhere else. All those criminals, whether they were high profile or low profile, they are all savages. They are all enemies of children and enemies of humanity. The United Nations and the rest of the international community have empowered gunmen who used what's so-called Palestinian cause to become richer. They were seeking power and wealth. They did not care about the Palestinian people. As the children of Gaza sink in despair and poverty, leaders of Hamas along with their families and their entourage, enjoy the Four Seasons Hotel in Doha, Qatar. We can continue putting our head in the sand. But then, we have escaped our responsibility. I can go on and on for hours. Or should I say for 45, six years of my life. But I don't have the time. I don't have the time. We're going to pause right here to uh, catch the rest of his message coming up that it was delivered two weeks ago before the United Nations. This is Mossab Hassan Youssef. He is the uh, Yosef, rather, the son of Hamas. He is the son of the co-founder of Hamas and uh, gave this warning speech uh, before the United Nations. Uh, we continue to see Palestinian uprisings, uh, pro-Hamas uprisings around the world, and yes, even here in the United States. And he's going to have a warning, especially for what's happening in Europe as to the slide that is taking place and uh, we'll have more on that after the break. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. High in the Swiss Alps, Lucian, a lonely, frightened 13-year-old, is overtaken by catastrophic events as he causes little Danny to fall off of a cliff. Lucian finds himself an outcast with his family, his school friends, and especially the very hostile Annette, the sister of Danny. Danny, I've told you not to talk to Lucian. He'll only hurt you again. Bitterness and anger set in. As Lucian finds solitude in the nearby woods, he comes across a woodcarver who helps him find the peace he was looking for that not only changes his life, but that of others as well. You may be able to run away from the village, but you can't run away from yourself. Treasures of the Snow quickly captures the heart. It's a story of friendship, forgiveness, and redemption. Treasures of the Snow is available on DVD for a donation of $16 or more by calling VCY America at 1-800-729-9829. That's 1-800-729-9829.
This is Crosstalk coming your way from VCY America. And uh, today we are listening to a speech uh, that was given two weeks ago by Mossab Hassan Yosef, the son of the Hamas co-founder Sheikh Hassan Yosef, uh, d- uh, who defected from the terrorist group in the late 90s. He sec- secretly worked then with Israel's security services, exposing and preventing several Hamas terrorist attacks and has warned as to what has taken place on October the 7th. He spoke uh, before a U.N. group uh, two weeks ago. We're sharing that address with you here today as his warning continues. Let's get right back to his message. If we don't eradicate Hamas this, this war and this time, if we don't eradicate them, the next Gaza war is going to be deadlier. It's going to be much greater If today we are complaining about 10,000 casualties, even though I'm not sure about the numbers because it's Hamas statistics, I don't trust anything they say or anything they do. But even if it was true, it's actually a miracle that we have only this number. The next war, we will talking about hundreds of thousands. This is the fourth war with Hamas, and the fifth war in Gaza, because also Islamic Jihad had their own war. If we don't eradicate Hamas and other terrorist groups in Gaza this time, and give Gaza back to the people of Gaza, we will give them legitimacy. We will show them that we are afraid. And tomorrow, They will come back with vengeance. What made Hamas attack this time a lot stronger than the past wars because under the international pressure, we had to negotiate with them. And we had to give them legitimacy. This is what encouraged them and gave them power. You know, Qatar, for example, it's a member of the United Nations, playing the mediator, etc. They could have fooled me. They are the ones hosting Hamas. They are the ones who have been funding Hamas. Russia, Musa Abu Marzouk, a Hamas top leader, was in Moscow just yesterday. Okay, to be more accurate, a week ago. What's this? Where democracies should be united in fighting such savages. All of us saw Hamas. You call a hostage situation, but you want the true term Hamas uses for this? Booty. It's not even hostages. It's not war prisoners. All of us saw Hamas savage grab a teenager girl from the neck, pushing her into the unknown. That's your very freedom. That girl represents your freedom. And none of us thought about the mother of that kid and how she, how she felt about seeing her daughter being dragged that way by a savage who wants to dominate, who sees women as a property. This is how Hamas sees women, a property, something they can own. As they want to own territory, more territory, their lust, their sexual lust, their lust for power, their lust for territory. I had to die many times in order to transcend this mentality. So we are talking about a big problem. It's beyond Israel. And here is the danger. And with this, I will conclude. The danger if, if Israel fail their war in Gaza, which, which is a brutal war, because if it was open war, Israel would annihilate Hamas in no time, matter of hours, let's say 
days, Hamas is finished. But since Hamas strategy, it's a strategic thing of Hamas to take human shields. This is, this crime cannot be forgiven. None of us should forgive this crime. Gambling with children's blood for political gain, it doesn't get worse than this. So Israel now got stained by blood. This is what Hamas wanted to happen from day one. They wanted to sacrifice thousands of children so Israel can take the blame. Digging tunnels and bunkers under hospitals, schools, luncheon missiles. A Hamas misfire, how many people killed at a hospital and they went so fast to blame Israel and the rest of the world listened to them and listened to their propaganda. Nobody's concerned to check what is true and what is false. Whatever that serve our political and short-term interest, we go for it. Suicidal, not knowing that we are going against evolution. We're going against the collective consciousness of humanity. We're going against the interest of children, the defenseless children who has no one to speak on their behalf. They don't have the power to discern. And yes, they are dying. But who's causing all this death? Blame is the cheap way. It's the way of the coward. Those who have the courage, take responsibility. They don't blame. If Hamas is not defeated, if Hamas is not eradicated in Gaza, we will set the model. We will give the freedom to so many radical groups around the world especially in Europe, because many of ISIS have fled to Europe under civilian cover. There are sleeping cells in Europe, and there is a migrant problem in Europe, and there is an Islamic problem in Europe. And this is just a warning. If you really care for the global security, and I speak as a person who was part of the counterterrorism effort against radical Islamists, if Hamas is not defeated in Gaza, it will inspire many groups around the globe. They will see that few thousands of savages can black, black, blackmail the international community, the superpowers, and bring democracies to their knees. Many of them are watching now, and many of them are very happy about how the world is responding. And many of them are satisfied to see the state of confusion, and fear, and anxiety. This is the time to get united. Because if Israel fails in Gaza, all of us, we will be next. Thank you for listening and thank you for giving me the opportunity. May God bless all of us and protect our children, not only the Palestinian children, but also the Israeli children. Bring the hostages back to their families. And may God bring peace to this divided world. Thank you very much for listening. Well, friends, you uh, just heard this address that was given two weeks ago by Mossab Hassan Yosef.
He is the son of Hamas, of one of the co-founders of Hamas, and giving this message of warning, uh, this message of warning. Uh, CBN News also reports in his latest speech to the group, Facts on the Ground, he said, what we witnessed on October 7th, that was not the first attack by Hamas. Prior to that, Hamas killed thousands of Israelis and uh, hundreds of Palestinians, and Hamas is responsible for the retaliation and sabotaging the entire peace process in the Middle East. He said many call them terrorists, but as a person who witnessed their birth, their development, and their atrocities committed by them, I tell you something that they are beyond a terrorist organization. They pose as a national resistance movement with the intention to liberate what's so-called Palestine. And I think this is Hamas's first light because they are not a resistance movement. Hamas is a religious, ideological movement raging a war, a holy war against a race, against a nation. They are not political, Yosef said. He said if they were a political party, they would not believe in political borders. They would believe in political borders, but they want a global state. So there is no such thing as Palestine Hamas movement and all the pro-Palestine groups, which, of course, they have the right to express themselves. I'm not against freedom of speech, that everyone have their own independent opinion. But unfortunately, they are giving directly and indirectly support to a savage group that just committed genocide against entire communities. They wiped out everything in their way, killing children, women, raping, burning, uh, systematically, ethnically cleansing a race over because they are Jews, he said. He also said October 7th, things were completely different. What they did was or could be the worst crime in our modern day. He warned about what was going to be happening, also gave a warning to Europe. And friends, just in recent days, we see in Germany, a police are calling a crime wave by migrants frightening. 2015 it was. Chancellor Angela Merkel announced that she was opening wide the doors of Germany to more than a million migrants, almost all of them Muslims, assuring German citizens, we can do this. Well, after 2015, the open-door policy continued, albeit slightly reduced numbers. Not a million, but hundreds of thousands of Muslim immigrants having been led into Germany every year since 2015. And friends, what we are seeing take place, and a matter of fact, there was a data by John Cody of Remix News entitled, Frightening, Germans are assaulted, murdered, and raped in huge numbers by migrants. Last year, 47,923 Germans were victims of violent immigrants, according to statistics from the German federal government, with one top police union official describing the data as frightening. We're talking directly from the Federal Criminal Police Office's Situation Report on serious crimes committed by foreigners who came to the country as refugees and asylum seekers. Friends, that's what's happening at our borders, too. Asylum. Asylum, we hear. And there are many OTMs, that's other than Mexicans, coming across U.S. borders. What happened last week? Well, in Paris, a Muslim with a knife and a hammer on the terror list screams, Allahu Akbar. Murders one person, injures two others. The alleged perpetrator of the attack was arrested by police and then during his arrest threatened police with a hammer, shouting Allah Akbar, a policeman told La Parisian. We also have uh, German police foiled an Islamic terror plot to attack a synagogue and the Christmas market. And friends, it continues in the United States as well. As this past Friday, bomb threats were made against 15 synagogues in New York State. More on that right after the break. Let's open our phone lines. Your comments today are number 800-733-9829. Our number 800-733-9829. Back in one minute, you're listening to Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. I'm not sure I ever thought I would see the day. But in late November 2023, the former director of the National Security Agency, and he was also the director of the CIA at one time, General Michael Hayden retweeted a tweet. And the picture was of a lady, probably in her 60s, holding a Bible, and then her handgun, and the American flag, stating, I am committed to the Bible. A biblical worldview. I believe in the Second Amendment, which comes from a biblical worldview, the right to defend oneself. And she had the flag. I'm patriotic. I believe in honoring those who have sacrificed for liberty and freedom. Well, the former NSA CIA director retweeted that and said when asked with a picture next to a terrorist, what's the difference? He said, no difference at all. 
That's how they view us Christians. Taking your comments today on the speech you just heard by Mossab Hassan Yosef, the son of Hamas, as he gave this address at the United Nations, who are sharing it with you today on the broadcast. Our number is 800-733-9829. We mentioned uh, that the matter is going on in Germany. The matter is going on in Paris, France. You perhaps have heard some of these items on the news. Others have not. But then also, this past Friday, bomb threats made against 15 synagogues in New York State early Friday morning. That's according to a Jewish security agency in New York City. They were made against five synagogues in Manhattan, two in Brooklyn, one on Long Island, two in Westchester County, five in other parts of upstate New York, according to the Community Security Initiative that coordinates security for Jewish institutions in the New York City area. Multiple. The message said this, there are multiple explosives inside the synagogue, read one of the threats on Friday via email. These explosives will go off in a few hours and I will make history. I will make sure you all die. Friday's threats also come amid a spike in anti-Semitic attack, hate crimes in New York City and across the United States following the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel and the ensuing war in Gaza. Jews are constantly targeted in hate crimes more than any other group in New York City. Over 230 anti-Semitic incidents reported to the police so far this year. And then, as Todd Starnes points out uh, here on Weekend News as well, that uh, congressmen's homes vandalized with pro-Hamas messages. Congressman Adam Smith, Washington State, said his home was vandalized by pro-Hamas sympathizers. Red spray paint used to write a message on the congressman's garage door. U.S. Capitol Police working with police in Bellevue on that. Um, also, we have uh, three other members of Congress have been victims of vandalism, including Representative Dan Goldman of New York, Senator Martin Heinrich of New Mexico, and uh, uh, Representative uh, Monica De La Cruz out of Texas. Someone spray-painted, Israel kills Jews, too, on the district office that she holds. Taking your comments today on Crosstalk, let's begin with Laura in South Dakota. Laura, you're on the air. Yes, Jim, thank you for your program today. You know, it's so true what that Hamas leader is saying and, you know, what the Bible says as far as the end-time events. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy DeYoung used to say, keep looking up, the rapture could happen at any day. Yeah. And I was looking in some of my old commentaries. Uh, Henry Ironside had a documentary on Revelation, the book of Revelation, and in there, on page, I want to say, three hundred something, Jim Henry Ironside said that the uh, Antichrist and the war that's going on in Gaza right now is like the precursor. There's many pages I I could go yeah. into. Laura, thank you for the call. We've got many lined up behind you here, but thank you for the comments today. Uh, Scott in Clarksburg, West Virginia, you're on the air. Yeah, I'll, I had a comment. Like, uh, as God's image bearers, uh, we as humans have the potential to repent and turn to Christ in faith. Yeah. But when our government, uh, like, punishes uh, the good, you know, the faith, people that tr- are trying to keep the faith in a good conscience— and uh, and rewards evil, uh, we start to lose the potential to bring people to faith. That's why it's important that we have it. You know, make sure that we have a government that allows the the potential of people uh, to be uh, realized. You know, that's all I got. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, and Scott, let me just say uh, persecution, and and we see the Apostle Paul persecuted. And he uh, remarked that uh, because of, you know, his bonds, he was able to manifest the, the gospel and, and uh, you know, throughout the palace and all of Caesar's household. And certainly the gospel is going forth. We praise God for, for people whose hearts have been softened to the gospel as a result of all that's taking place at this time. Be praying for workers that are in these nations uh, that the gospel would, would be clearly presented and that many will come to faith in Jesus Christ. Let's go next to Jerry in Toma, Wisconsin. Jerry, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I got a couple things to say. I'll do them quickly. Um, 
first of all, thank you to, uh, for putting out Pastor Schmidt's prophecy videos on. I plan on going through all of them and hoping to teach our kids gently about it, um, but truthfully. But I really feel bad for this Mr. Um, son of Hamas. I've been watching him for weeks and also the... Um, the websites um, from um, Mr. Sarfati, uh, Amir Sarfati, who keeps us all updated on what's going on every day in Israel and all the stuff that the Hamas has been doing to women and children and the cruelty. And when I heard just before the program came on about Mr. Biden, I think it was, said something about him being... Um, running out of patience with Israel. How dare he? How, that's that's Israel's country, and they're smart, and they don't need the United States telling them the way they should think. And and um, Palestine, uh, that they call Palestine, they have. I, I wish Mr. Um, uh, son of Hamas would have brought up the fact that all the times that. Um, they have been, Palestine and the terrorists have been offered to have a, a Palestinian state, that they have refused it. Right, right. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you for the call. We're going to squeeze one last call in. Brad in West Dallas, you're on the air. Yeah, Brother Jim, these foreign soldiers coming over here, they're, they're either foreign soldiers if they have a uniform. I don't see where they, I don't see any uniforms, so... That would mean they're spies. Either way, they're, they're worthy of death. And uh, God says that people who, he who digs a trap, digs a pit for someone to fall in, he himself will fall into it. Mm. He who sets a snare for someone, he himself will be caught in it. Yeah. May this all come down on their own head, because the federal government, as it is today, is doing the opposite of what their job is. Mainly to protect the U.S. citizens from attacks from foreign countries or domestic enemies. They're doing neither. They're part of it. They're helping the enemy. We've got no obligation to obey them. They're a criminal family that makes, makes the mob look like a piker. Thank you for your comments here, Brad. And uh, friends, uh, very strong opinions on the issues that are taking place. We're out of time here today on the Crosstalk, but we thank you for joining us. We've got a couple more programs coming up on Israel later this week, Wednesday and Thursday, that we hope you'll stay tuned and, and listen to. But uh, friends, continue to be praying for the peace of Jerusalem and be praying that the gospel will be further than men hearts will turn from darkness to the living truth. God bless you. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.